0: There's a little witch in all of us. Welcome to the wonderful world of Wicca. I'm Lisa Miranda, and this is the Wine Country Witch Podcast. This is episode seven, The Magic of Past Lives. is Miranda. Welcome to my podcast where you can learn about all things Wicca. Have you ever felt particularly drawn to a certain place, a city, or country, or a special location like the seashore or the mountains and you're not sure why? Is there a time in history, a period that fascinates you and you feel you would love to have lived then? Or conversely, you're repelled by certain places or historical periods, and there appears to be no logical reason for the appeal or the repulsion. Perhaps you were born with innate artistic abilities, a fine singing voice, or an affinity for a particular musical instrument. Maybe you have a natural gift for picking up foreign languages, or one feels especially familiar and easy to learn. Have you a knack for math or science and either or both of these subjects seem familiar too? Have you met a new person and you swear you've met them before, but you can't figure out where or when? Do you have a fear of drowning or heights that you cannot logically explain? Is there a pain or sensitivity in a part of your body that has not responded to conventional treatments and doctors have ruled out every medically sound reason for your condition? If you have any of these, it's not just a coincidence, it's not just your imagination. You have lived in other places and other times as different people. We have all lived many lives and not necessarily in human bodies here on earth. Now, before I continue, I'd like to emphasize the fact that this episode is about my experiences with reincarnation. I'm going to express what I know to be true about past lives. If what I share with you happens to conflict with your own beliefs, be they religious or spiritual, feel free to accept what resonates with you and disregard the rest. So, how can we better understand the magic of our past life experiences? And how can we use that magic to improve our current lives? In this episode, My aim is to share with you how I've learned to do that. Now, the essential purpose of reincarnation is self-improvement. That's from the wonderful book, Journey of Souls by Dr. Michael Newton. I accept reincarnation without fully understanding it, but I know that not everyone does, and people have very different feelings about this topic, some religions reject it completely, and others teach misconceptions about it, such as the idea that you could be reborn as a slug if you do something wrong. Now, that's called transmigration, and it is false. It's an intimidating concept that's been used to control behavior, like the, he- the threat of hellfire which is also false. Our souls are not punished for misdeeds by being forced to endure being in a lower subhuman form of life. The soul energy of different forms of life on earth does not transfer to other forms. A a cat cannot be reborn as a human or vice versa. And that's because the soul energy of plants and trees are reborn as plants and trees. All living things have souls, but the soul has different properties. Animal and plant souls have smaller particles of energy, less volume, and are not as complex or multifaceted as human souls. The souls of humans in prior incarnations on other worlds get to experience physical life in host bodies that are slightly more or just slightly less intelligent than um, the human species but they are always the dominant form of life on the planet. And this is by design. That's uh, taken from Destiny of Souls, also by Dr. Michael Newton. There is no hell for souls. As I said earlier, hellfire, that's false. Uh, So there's no hell for souls except perhaps on earth. Uh, One may choose a life of great hardship in order to learn a particularly difficult lesson. Those souls are in graduate school, while some of us in easier lives are in kindergarten. Our physical lives on earth are like classes in school. Heaven, or the other side, or the summerlands, whatever you want to call it, is home. Some of us may suffer what feels like hell on earth to balance out something that we may need to experience that we inflicted on others, but this is not punishment. It's considered justice or karma. Karma is not about punishment or reward, although it's often perceived that way when we are trying to deal with being in human bodies. It's difficult for us as souls, which are made of intelligent light energy, to learn to function effectively in a physical form that still has a somewhat primitive brain and central nervous system, as humans do. So karma is about cause and effect, balance and justice. Through all of our physical lives, we go through cycles of enlightenment, not punishment. So there's no hell or demons, for that matter, waiting for you when your soul leaves your body, but there is accountability after each physical life that we experience. We all go before a group of wise beings, which some call the council of elders. I I like to call them the wise ones. They are very compassionate and want to help us lead better lives when we incarnate. They hold us accountable for misdeeds, but they want to help us learn from them. It's false that they're there to punish us. Some of us perceive them as angels or guardian angels. It's false that there's no God. There is, but the word God has been misused. Uh, by making it less than it is. That's why I prefer to refer to God as the source. Sometimes I, I think of the source as the maker or the creator, the one or the many who are one, as some of us perceive it, uh, who began the entire process of creating universes, galaxies, and planets that are capable of supporting life and jumpstarted the process of evolution. In our human bodies, in our current state of evolution, we're we're not really capable of fully understanding what the source is, but we can strive to increase our knowledge as we incarnate. As souls, uh, which are intelligent light beings, as I said earlier, uh, without physical form, we come closer to a better understanding and that gets stronger as we advance. Some of us are beginner souls, some of us are intermediate, and some of us are advanced, just like students in school. I believe I am a newly intermediate soul. I I think I've just recently moved out of the beginner's domain in my past two lives. To me, the source is the ultimate loving, life-giving parent who wants us to learn to be loving and life-giving in whatever form that we take. One of the most important things to understand about reincarnation is why we can't entirely remember our previous lives. Most of us have lived thousands of lives, sometimes just one every few centuries and sometimes more than once in a century. Some of us have even lived parallel lives in different human bodies in different countries here on earth during the same time period, but that's actually pretty rare. Uh, And as I've mentioned, some of us have lived multiple lives on planets other than Earth in physical forms that aren't human, but indigenous to those planets, and that's actually pretty rare too. Why is it so difficult for most of us to remember these lives? Well, the human brain, at its current state of development, is not designed to handle thousands of years of memories. Earlier, I called the human brain somewhat primitive, and that's true. If you remembered all that you've been through and suffered in your past lives, it might drive you crazy. You'd be too focused on the wrongs and sorrows that you had to deal with. Human history is filled with extremely intense periods of sickness, pain, and torture. Would you really want to remember all the details of things like that? I know I wouldn't. Likewise, for most of us, it would be traumatic to completely remember what it was like to be in another life form, other than human, on a world other than Earth. Our souls are generally so attuned to being in the human body that it would be disruptive to our assignment on Earth to have to deal with other worldly memories, and those include what we've experienced in Heaven. If we fully remembered how wonderful it is on the other side, we'd all be jumping off bridges to get back there and disregard the sacred contract we agreed upon when we incarnated, which was to be here in our human bodies and finish our lessons here on Earth. But what about what you've learned? Why wouldn't you remember the lessons that you've learned in your previous lives? Well, being sent to Earth to live in a human body is not just like leaving home to start school. It's also a mission. So why would you go on a mission with amnesia, with knowledge that you need in order to complete your mission blocked from your conscious mind? How can you accomplish your mission with no information or no intel, as they say in the military? Who are your fellow soldiers, the members of your team or squad that have been assigned to you or you to them? And what are the dangers that you need to avoid? Well, it's not a total amnesia All these, about these things. We, we do have the knowledge that we need to succeed in our missions in our subconscious mind. Some of it's actually in our conscious mind. It's more accessible than the subconscious, but it's a challenge for us to recognize this knowledge and to act on it. Our, this is where our guides come in. They help us to access this knowledge so that we're not alone fumbling around in the dark trying to figure out why we're here and what we're supposed to do and who we're supposed to be with. It does feel that way though, does feel sometimes like we're fumbling around in the dark. The situation is analogous to school. Once again, I use that comparison. Your teachers don't give you the answers, you have to find them on your own, but your teachers do guide you so that you can find the answers. Now, whether they're the correct answers or not is another story, but we learn from each wrong answer and hopefully eventually get to the right ones. Our guides and teachers on the other side help to prepare us for our Earth missions, as well as our missions on other planets, but we'll focus mostly on the Earth ones because that's what's relevant to most of us. We study with our guides and teachers uh, in order to learn about the family, the place, and the time into which we will be born. We are given choices of the body that we will occupy because there are lessons we can only learn from being in certain bodies, born into certain families. Those of us who have grown up in abusive environments with parents who didn't care for us or who hurt us or in bodies that challenged us, we have difficulty accepting this. I know that I do. But it helps to understand that sometimes we choose these bodies or families because we need the lessons that they have to teach us. And other times it's karmic. Uh, That means we need to balance a past injustice. It's not meant to be punitive, though, as I said, it's often perceived that way. This does not mean, however, that we should refrain from helping people in abusive families or helping the physically challenged or the economically impoverished, because it might be our karma to step in and lend a hand. We should always try to assist others— How well we treat each other in our physical incarnations is even more important than than our own personal missions to learn and grow. Treating each other kindly and fairly is the most vital part of that process. I mentioned that familiar feelings about a geographical location or historical period are clues that you may have lived a previous life at that place or at that time. Your attraction to visiting a certain country or city is a strong sign, so I suggest that you travel there when it's possible and see if anything in particular draws you. If it does, explore it. You may just discover something valuable about a past life, something you need to remember in this life. For me, that place is the British Isles, particularly the small villages outside of London, London itself scotland and dublin ireland i'm also drawn to northern france the areas of brittany and normandy and especially the city of rouen this attraction began making itself felt when i was nine years old my mother a medieval historian told me tales of saint joan of arc who grew up in what we call northern france and was executed in rouen in the year 1431. I was so fascinated with these tales that I insisted I wanted to be Joan of Arc for Halloween, uh, several years in a row, actually. And mom made me a cloak that she embroidered with a fleur de lis. She also permitted me to carry the sword that she had brought back from her Spanish honeymoon. Now, I wasn't Joan in a previous life, but I was there, and I have brief memories of witnessing her murder. I was helpless to do anything and I admired her so because I wanted to do what she had done, heroically guide others in a fight to free her country and right the wrongs that had been done to it. That's how I perceived it when I lived back then in the 1400s. This would explain why I was so motivated to visit Rouen with my husband. The site where Joan was burned at the stake made me so angry when we went there. I I could barely function. I I actually literally saw red this might also explain why i'm nervous around lighting a fire it took me years to learn how to light a match and i still struggle with that as if i have to really focus and calm myself before picking up the match i find lighters a particular challenge It also explains my spiritual calling in this life. I understand hearing voices and seeing visions that come from my guides in heaven or the saints in Joan's case, and the the need to not only listen to the voices, but to act on them. My attraction to London and the areas around it, Scotland and Ireland, has to do with other lives I've lived mostly very simple ones where I milked goats and made butter and cheese. Such was the extent of my days, <laughs> those lives. Uh, in the Scottish life, I wanted to write poetry. I wanted to do, to do more than just milk goats and make butter and cheese, but I was discouraged by a disapproving family. In the Irish life, I wanted to be a scholar, but I wasn't permitted to study. The Scottish life was in the 1700s and the Irish life about 100 years later. The appeal of writing poetry and stories has been with me in this life ever since about the third grade. I feel that I was always meant to be a professional writer, and the fact that this was denied me the opportunity to study and become a professional writer in my previous lives, it was denied me, and and that makes me all the more determined to pursue my calling in this life. I have yet to uncover any detailed memories of my lives around London. Um, All I know so far, all I've managed to remember is that I was a practitioner of witchcraft and I helped others to understand that physical death was not the end of their existence, which is something I do in this life too, as well as read palms and interpret horoscopes. I believe I was imprisoned, but not burned or otherwise executed. At some point in the near future, I intend to return to the London area to explore this more and uh, see what comes up. There's a part of another life that I'm hesitant to look into in any depth because it ended so badly. So let's get into blocking by guides, which uh, is what's happening to me. With uh, that life. And uh, it's a phrase, blocking by guides, it's a phrase used to explain the selective amnesia imposed on us by our spirit guides so that we don't remember certain events, places, people, or feelings because these things might be so traumatic that to completely recall them would interfere with our studies in this life. Uh, And they might interfere to such a degree that the lingering trauma, even though it's blocked from our conscious minds, would negatively affect us in a physical way, even. Uh, As I mentioned earlier, some of us may have a pain or condition that hasn't responded to conventional treatment, and doctors may not be able to explain this pain or condition. For example, if you suffered torture or an injury to your legs or arms in a previous life and those body parts trouble you in this one, you may have carried the unconscious memory of the pain over into your current body. Recurrent throat pain is a clue that you may have been hanged, headaches that you may have sustained a blow to the head, and reproductive problems that you may have had difficulty with childbirth. Sometimes men and women who are unable to have children in this life have had what they would consider way too many children, problems with too many children in a previous life. Or women who've died in childbirth, which was very common in the not so distant past in our human history, they may have decided never to have children in their current life. A fear of heights in this life may mean that you fell and died in a previous one, or a fear of water may mean that you drowned. This actually happened to me in my most recent previous life, the one I'm particularly adverse to remembering completely. I drowned by throwing myself into a river, somewhere in what I believe is now Central Europe, and... This event has something to do with not being permitted to marry the man who is now my husband in my current life. Remembering just this much has been pretty difficult, Uh, When I was a child, I was terrified of showering, Um, not bathing, a bathtub didn't bother me, but the sensation of water coming down on my head made me scream and panic. My stepfather was convinced that I had drowned in a previous life and he eventually helped me to get over it by insisting I could face my fear by showering a little bit every day. And so bit by bit, I conquered my fear, but it wasn't due to dredging up all the details of my drowning. I recognized that's what happened and it was terrible, but I learned from it. I'm not gonna drown myself. I'm just gonna be very careful around the water and drowning myself was not the answer. I would never let it happen again. And uh, I also learned that in this life, I would be very open to the soul who I would marry and I would marry the soul that I wanted to so much in that previous life. I'd be with him for the rest of our current lives, and we'd have the children together that we wanted to have in that previous life. Together, we would ride out the inevitable storms in our lives, and neither of us would take the way out that I had chosen before. We'd be happy, and so it has been. So this is one of the ways that I've learned from my past lives, and I've learned how to use the magic of my past lives. So I'm still learning. You know, it's not something that I completely understand. It's a, you know, it's a work in progress. (laughs) So you can start by exploring yours, exploring your past lives. And one of the ways you can do this is to meditate and ask your guides to help you remember what you need to remember. Study other countries and historical periods to which you are drawn. Try spinning a globe with your eyes closed and then putting a finger on it while you request for divine guidance from the source or your guides or your ancestors, or you can just ask your higher self if that's what you're most comfortable with. See what you've pointed to. If it's the middle of the ocean, you can try again, or you can take that as a clue, you're supposed to travel over that particular area to reach a destination that you need to explore. You can also try bibliomancy, which is the art of divining with books. To do this, you stand in front of a bookcase filled with books, you close your eyes, you ask a question about your past lives, whatever it is you feel like you need to know right now, and then you reach out for a book. With your eyes still closed, open the book, flip the pages, and point. Open your eyes and see what's revealed. If it doesn't seem relevant to your question or to your past lives, then try again. Remember to tap into the magic of your past lives. You, you have to open your mind to the possibilities. A name that you point to in a book or on a map, on a globe, it could be a person that you need to deal with, you need to remember that you're supposed to meet, it could be a place, or it could be the title, of a company, could be the name of a street. There are a lot of clues out there, just waiting for you to find them. I'd like to close this episode by reminding you all, our bodies die, but our souls never do. We are students and travelers here, passing through. Thank you for joining me. If you have any questions or comments, you can contact me at lisa and follow me on twitter at scorpio lisa m and on instagram at scorpio lisa m until next time blessed be